None of that audio was being sent over. Wow. Okay. That's my bad. Play the music. Play let's the music. It. Let's do it again. Do it again. Do it again. What's going on? Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio, episode number 2001, minus 1800. PGA Golf comes back. Taiwan had a walk-off home run in their baseball league. A projectile pooper pled guilty, and Jay Glazer had a big report. Welcome to John Moore and Jake Radio, everybody. It is a fine Thursday morning, and I didn't hit turn the sound on the first time. So we did the intro and the music and the intro two times. Do you think I was better the second or the first? Dry run. Um, I, no comment. No comment. I think they're both equally seven out of tens. The first one was spaced out a little better, but the second one, I think your verbiage was a little better, so it's tough. Okay. BBD? Yeah, I'd say you had a, you had a strong open close the second time around, and, and the verbiage was better. Um, but the middle part... And the first one was funnier. Damn. Damn. That's why I didn't want to say it, because then I knew you'd start thinking about uh, it. And now. No, I knew. I knew. I, I messed up on some words. And I also said episode 2001, which is just. And then sure. I had to act like I was doing. We're math fine with that. Now. Yeah. yeah. Did I do the math right? Minus 1800 or something like that? No idea. I can't believe you reopened with math. I mean, yeah. that's unreal. It's tough reopening. That's what happens when you forget to send the audio over. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about our mornings. I said I'm doing well, having fun. Second cup of coffee, halfway done. And then I said Jake's hair looks good. He told me I was lying. Lying. I think I was lying. more being facetious than lying. But... It's facetious for sure. Yeah. Your hair looks different than I've ever seen. In You're... That we're like, oh, wow, Jim's being nice today. And it's like, oh, well, I want them to know. Yeah, it wasn't nice. Was Your lie. hair looks like a way someone would do it. Like there's a guy out there that would do his hair like that. But mm. uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of a specific guy in my head, but I don't want to out him, but Ooh. I'm glad you don't do your hair like that. Right? Let's hear it. No, I needed to <laughs> compare it to. No, you don't I don't know. know no, nobody knows what you're talking about. You, you don't know. him, So, okay, cool. Um, how are you? Sounds like you hate that guy if you won't say their name, which makes me feel even worse about the hair, man. No, I don't hate him. I just think his hair's bad, and oh. it's not someone that I can publicly oh, say that about. Oh, my God, his hair's bad? Yeah, we've been over this. Your hair looks weird right now. Oh, my God. Oh, this is tough. Walked tough. into a roast. You, now your hair looks even weirder because you pressed it up. Oh, <laughs> now you look like uh, Bert and Ernie's hair. Damn. This is tough. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Bruised and broken over here, man. That's how we're doing it? Tough. I'm giving you kudos. You got a new new coffee wake-up segment you're doing. A little uh, it's giving me El Prez vibes, and I'm, I'm proud of you. And then you're doing your baseball reference you're proud of me? now. And you're just coming at my hair? You're proud of me for doing a little five-minute morning show where I give the weather in uh, Indiana? Yeah, it's nice. It's you. 
It was nice. I'm going to keep doing it. I haven't, I posted, I haven't looked at the returns yet, but uh, I'll probably keep doing it. It's just like five minutes in the morning yeah. while I drink my coffee. Do you know you got big compliment yesterday from Pam Terenzi, who's an all-time fan and listener? Did you see that? I get this. Oh, my God. You're going here now? It's kind of a compliment and kind of a slap in the face. Pam Pam didn't know my range, man. I didn't realize that you were being a different person yesterday. I guess you were. Yeah. Oh, BBD. You got your sweatshirt? You son of a bitch. Came in yesterday. Sandbagger. And the long sleeve both came in. Hold on. Okay. Big time sandbagger. That's crazy. I haven't got mine yet. Pissing me off. Probably coming today if you ordered it the same day I did. Can you can you stand up so your chest is in the middle of your camera? Okay. Oh, drop, stay. Drop wait. Stay too. still right there. Okay. Look at this. This is our new, our new sweatshirt that BBD's rocking. I want that, man. The fuck. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Coming, baby. baby. Yeah. I'm like it a lot. So well, our. Or, oh, nice. Our store. Our store. We used to ship with DHL or, or FedEx, um, but they're all close, so you can only do United States Postal Service. So it's a little longer than usual. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, nice sweatshirt. And Pam was giving you a nice compliment. I didn't realize you were a nonchalant version of yourself yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Pam, Pam kind of, like you said, longtime listener and has been very nice to us, but uh, kind of a shot fired at my range. Um you know, there's there's a lot of people. I, I think it's funny because uh, a lot of people like to compare you and I to either Big Cat and PFT or other kind of like two man combos. And I think it's funny. Some people think I'm the crazy guy and you're the straight man. Some people say I'm the straight man and you're the crazy guy. And I think it just shows depends when you're watching and what you're watching. Yeah, I'd say we trade that off pretty. You're a you're a performer. I'm not a performer, which I say that you're is a, a biggest compliment, though. I, that is, there's no, I don't want you to act like that wasn't. We're performers in different ways, my friend. You're an entertainer, though. You're an NBE, a natural born entertainer. You are too, man. Look what you're doing. Look what I, you're doing I have, I like, I like the Mark Marin vibe where like, you know, you go to a Mark Marin show and he just sits on a stool and talks quietly. <laughs> right, right. And that's entertainment. Yeah. I'm trying to fucking. When I, Yeah. Well, I've realized how to go live on Periscope via Wirecast. No way. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I did the morning show. I'm like, well, and the baseball. Dude, I had so much fun doing baseball reference stuff last night. I know it. The only reason I could do it is because Katie wasn't feeling well. So I was like, well, sit on the couch. I'm out of shows. I'm straight out of shows. Sit on the couch and do nothing or make a live stream. So I did a live stream. Did you see that? Did you see those names I ran into on that like one random ass game? Cuckoo, Bubbles were the one two batters. It was Cuckoo yeah. leading off and Bubbles batting second. Run it, run it. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Did you hear why Bubbles got his nickname? No, because he had a stutter. But 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 baseball, and then they were like, "Oh, Bubbles," and they called him Bubbles. Rooted. A lot of nicknames were rooted. Yeah, and then I, I came across this another guy in the same game. His name was Pi. 
So yeah. I was like, fuck, why is his nickname Pie? And it's because at the local grocery store, he always asked for pie. So they just, so yeah. the, the clerk called him Pie Face, and that stuck. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> pre pods, pre tube. Yeah. So it was good. It's a good baseball reference session. I mean, you get lost, man. You get oh, I so know. Lost. All I was trying to do was find the best Ethan to ever play. And? Ethan Allen. There's only been three. Which I thought was kind of nuts. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that they were so ill represented. Brutal. Anyway, how was your uh, rest of yesterday? How was your commute home? How was your dinner? Um, rest of yesterday was good. We had a healthy dinner, um, some greens and some chicky. Um, when Wednesday night's TV night, Wednesday night is, um, mass singer, mass singer, which was a total dud. Um, just like every other episode. And then. Uh, we watched, there was a new pretty little house on fires or whatever. Yep. And little fires everywhere. That's, uh, that's getting, uh, a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, is it getting too convoluted? I, um, not really. I mean, I, I get why people like it again. It's just kind of not my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, a lot going on. I mean, uh, every other shot is what's what's the actress's name? Carrie Washington. Reese Witherspoon. Um, well, no, Reese. Well, who's the other actor? Actor. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can look it up real quick, but I haven't Carrie, seen that show. Carrie Washington. Um, you know her from a lot of things, but I I think like every other every scene she's in. Um, they just do a close up on her face, and he do- she does like intense actress actor face twitches. Mm. Um, and that's that's pretty intense. And then do you uh, we like jumped it over or not Dave. like it? I mean, Ooh, the show's I ha- just not for me. I think you would hate the face twitches production wise because they go to it. If they went to it a couple times, you'd be like, "Wow, she's a good actress." But they go to it; it's almost their bread and butter. It's like every scene. Yeah, she's from Django. Um, don't tell me too much about Dave, please. Okay. I haven't seen it. You said you are out of shows, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm out of like binging shows. I I didn't watch the challenge nor Dave yesterday because we had a long day and I didn't want to, I like, like those shows. So, wow. Um, I got to watch them. Well, I, well, I knew that I was going to sit by my computer today and those are good side shows while I work. Ah, um yeah dave was good because they they got back to using the main characters again um along with introducing a, a pretty ridiculous character um solid up and uh yeah i think that's where i'm at how was how was how was your evening i had to make the steaks it's a meal katie usually mm-hmm. makes but she was as worn down as you and i were the day before yeah so i was in charge of cooking the the steaks and the mushroom. She does a good job. I never cooked them on the gr- on the stovetop like that. So I didn't think I, I know I messed it up and she was being nice. I overcooked them, which was, was a bummer. Wow. Yeah. It's a total bummer. And then she was feeling real out of it. So 
I came in here and I went on baseball reference. Had a, had, a, had some fun. Mm. Not bad. Um, anything else? Oh, BBD put my yearbook question in here, which I think yeah. the group chat poo-pooed, but I think is... You got an answer and you poo-pooed the answer. That was yeah. we, we came up with a group answer and you shot us down instantly. Our yeah, it's way what wrong. were we supposed to do after that? So I've come to the realization that yearbooks are crucial to crime investigations. Go on. Like anytime, it's just a directory of kids who, where kids were, when, and what ages. And then you got friend groups as well and all the other pictures. Like any crime show, they're always like, oh, look who's next to him in the yearbook. So I think yearbooks, like I think a copy of every yearbook gets sent to, sent to the police department and they just have them all on file to track down what kids were living where, what teachers were there. It's like a time and place. I think that's why some crazy parents omit their kids from getting their pictures taken in the yearbook. They're like, we don't want a record of where you are all the time. What's your scale of real and suspiciousness on this? Like 100% real. Oh. I think yearbooks well, I mean, are hey, used in like... Store- I I don't think they can store that many yearbooks at the police station. I think they don't have room for that. They got a lot of stuff going on. I think you just go to the school or something if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. That part was, that part, that part wasn't 100%. Uh, But the fact that I think, and I think you can solve a lot of crimes before you get to the yearbook. Like I think you're thinking of the creme de la creme crimes. You're thinking of like, looking back at an old Kennedy murder 30 years later. And it's like, but wait, how did they know each other? I, no, I, I'm even, I, I no, I'm even thinking about like at, at Pomperog when that kid did donuts on the soccer field when, and then ruined the soccer field, they probably were like, who? And then they pointed him in the yearbook. Here's his photo. That's how, that's like a mugshot for high schoolers. We have his picture on file. I mean, anytime they need a picture for a high school kid, that is a location for a high school. That's kid. what I'm Anything saying. Anything that's done at a, any crime done at a high school, but I think that's an oddly low amount of crimes. Yeah, because otherwise, didn't... if that kid's involved, you probably just show them a picture from their parents' house that they have of them, which maybe is it is in the yearbook, but it's probably the picture from the yearbook that they have separately. So does yeah, that but... count? I don't know. Yeah, but you also got to think like you know, you just like, hey, who did he run with in high school, and then they go to the yearbook and find that shit. Or like, yeah, still think, or still like think they go find that kid who's the suspect's yearbook and look at all the signatures and all the writings in it. I think they get used a lot. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a win from here. I, I think uh, I, I, I think you're really focusing on major high school crimes, which are no even petty lot, ones. A lot lower number than we think. I don't know. BBD. Well, I don't know, man. There's like. There's arrests at high schools every year, I think. Sure. And there's arrests all over the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if like there's one arrest at a high school a year, odds they might use the yearbook it during that are high. I think I'm I got it at me, Katie and I had it at like fifty percent. You think fifty percent of every crime they're using a yearbook? No, fifty percent of yearbooks are using crime. Like if we think about our two thousand seven mm-hmm. Pomparag High yearbook, has that been used to solve a crime? Probably. So that's a different question. Not, sol- not solve, but used. That was the question posed. How, what percentage of yearbooks do you think have you know, been opened by... the question posed was. How many percentage not, of okay, yearbooks have been opened by detectives or policemen 
and pointed a picture or pointed something. Like so if I go every yearbook from every high school, do middle school yearbooks count? Or is it just no, high school? No, yearbook? middle school is too. Uh, okay. See, now we're getting into some loopholes here. Elementary school. I didn't even. Yeah. Yeah. Just high school yearbooks. So strictly high school yearbooks. How many of them have been used for some? Do they have to be arrested? No, 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 no. Just to pe- buy detectives or cops to piece something just together anything. or point out a face. Yeah. At some point they were like, here's this kid and here's, this kid. So I had Katie and I had around 50% of yearbooks used. So I have four. I have it a lot higher than. So yeah, I, I was being conservative with 50 because you were being kind of poo-pooing it. But Katie and I well, settled. Well, you were talking about for percentage of crimes, how often did they have to reference a yearbook? It's not my fault that you read the question wrong. Right. And we clarified it. And now we're here. And now your number's very low. So that's why when Greg said 8%, I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, I think he was on the percentage of crimes things, and I think he was trying to come in high. No, percentage of yearbooks was the question posed, which I think is high. I think the thought might have also been like like criminal investigations being used, not just like police officers, detectives looking at it. I think yearbooks are a big tool for police officers. I I would agree with that. That. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree with. That. I think, I think, if, you they, ask, I think, I think if you ask a police officer, they would not say a big tool for them is yearbooks. Yeah, you get big get, tool get, is not the right uh, tool phrasing, but a like, go-to. They like well, if they're like, for, let's get the yearbook. That's not crimes, crazy. For high school crimes, yearbooks are good. Yeah. So and I mean, and that's it. So the percentage is high of how many percentage of yearbooks used in a thing. Because there's a, like probably one arrest at every high school a year, minimum. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Pomperog had like four like, a year. And people who like recently graduated high school, like... Yeah, they go to college and like, who, where do you go to high school? Well, here's his yearbook. It's... It's, like it's a, a tool. kid from from my graduating class, I believe, is still in prison for like selling drugs or something. I don't really know. I, I didn't really know the guy, but I'm sure when that happened, when he was like 20, they were like, "Well, what was he doing in high school?" Look, mm-hmm. look back. At some point, that conversation happened. I that, thought the question was fascinating: of how many, how many crimes are helped solved using yearbooks. High school yearbook crime doesn't do much for me. Well, you didn't like the other one either. You've poo-pooed this from start to finish. Well, no, because I thought you, (laughs) when you shot down 8% of all crimes being used to solve. I didn't shoot that down. I I never interpreted my own. That's what it was to me, James. I know, but don't pin that on me. That's what I'm saying. And then I'm clarifying. You won't let me clarify. This tough start. Everyone's feeling it. Everyone's to be fair, favorite. I think I think part of the issue with that eight percent guess was also my question about how long until I'm legally a virgin again. Yeah, and then he answered Played a lot of eight talks. A lot of eight talks. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, anything else in the banter section? Banter section. Um, Are there any viral videos we got to watch? BBD. It's going I haven't grabbed anything besides stuff in sports. But shoulders really jacked up shoulder, neck, back area. Um, Oh yeah. Send in, send in your old man solutions because it's skin ugly over here. So I saw Leslie Jordan on Instagram with a back scratcher. Mm. 
and I got insanely jealous and I told Katie, I need to get myself a back scratcher. As a yeah. kid, I always liked having one around or like the yardstick worked. But is it, is it like embarrassing? Like, should I feel shame asking for a back scratcher? Cause I feel like society wants me to feel shame yeah. for requesting a back scratcher. But also like, why aren't those openly uh, admitted that they're awesome? Like everyone gets itches. They can't scratch. I feel like there's a stigma on back scratchers that should not exist. There's definitely a gross connotation that comes with back scratchers. And I think, I think the problem is, and Hey, look at everything that's going on in the world and germaphobes, non-germaphobes. The second that back scratcher touches actual skin, it's dead to the rest of society. That's fair. I just want a personal one. But everyone, when they see the back scratcher, they assume that, you know, one or two times you had a really good one. You went down the shirt and you really hit it. And that's game over for everyone. Yeah, I don't I don't. Yeah, because I don't want to use it above my shirt that I might as well just use the wall. So, like, I just want a personal right. back scratcher for my back. Oh, yeah. Second it touches skin. It's out for a lot of people. But I, but I'm not, I, but I think it's fine to have a personal one that I won't share with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess but people would expect like a, a toiletry device. Like they'd expect that you keep it in a private area of your bedroom or your bathroom. And I think often back scratchers are kept at a desk or something like that. I think, okay, if you're at an office space and in public, then you can't go under the back scratchies, under the shirt scratchies. Right, but then you can't even have the device it, with you out that's, in public or the office. That's true. Okay, but it's a in your own home. I don't. I think the stigma should be all off. I, I just think it almost has to be treated like a toiletry at that point. Yeah. Luke in the chat is saying, "Who shares a back scratcher?" That's the weird part. So yeah, I think you, you just need a personal back scratcher. Doesn't get shared, and no stigma. I gotta get myself one. You can have one if it was like behind you in the shot right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people would struggle with that. Yeah, we got to erase that, man. Go to war. I had to get one first and see if I really do actually like it. Right. And I don't think you can have like. Yeah, is there a back scratcher company out there? Send one my way. They're like a baseball bat back scratcher. Like it's got a baseball bat handle. Baseball bat handle, dude. Don't be sharing that over the internet. Okay, that's a genius. Good call. That is, yeah, you're right. All right, let's move on to the sports. James, we're starting to see signs of life from your Rakuten monkeys. They walk off big game. The fake fans make the whole thing look pretty spooky afterwards. Had to be a weird feeling. Kind of want to see that interview. Um, And your PGA Tour is starting to eye a comeback. They're looking at the Colonial June 11th through the 14th. No fans, um, and that's kind of been, been anticipated throughout Interesting to see them throw that on the map. And they they rescheduled a lot of stuff. So PGA Tour is planning on going ahead with their action. Uh, Jay Glazer, uh, 
said he was said he was going to drop a nuke the story of all stories um and then when he announced it i I think what he just said is like the first case of coronavirus in the nfl officially announced and it's like dude like other people have totally gotten it by this point we kind of don't care um browns there's a lot of browns jersey debate that's when you know the sports world is really doing its thing and i think more importantly we're uh we're sneaking up on MJ's last dance documentary that should uh should kind of take down the world this weekend. That's the sports. Um hey, what's this Browns jerseys thing? Just says Browns new old jerseys. BBD, I need you to put links in the sports section as well because <laughs> I never know what you're talking about and I can't find it. Like, a, I'll grab it. Browns. There's, there's, there's some there's some debate um, of people saying that the Browns kind of have a classic jersey. Um, I would which say I that think, they do. Which yeah, I, I think they definitely have an argument for that. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's kind of the the jersey thing going around the NFL right now. And hey, it's it's what people are looking to talk about. Um I mean for me it's it's kind of the standard you know, find five things different in this picture, but um I don't know the Browns do have a good uni. So these are the new ones we're looking at? Fire I I mean I like the Browns uniforms and I couldn't tell you what's different about the old ones than these. More stripes on the legs, maybe? I actually don't like the white pants with the stripes down the side that much, but I also don't care that much. That looks like the Dolphins to me. Not the Dolphins. What's your favorite out of those four? The two middle ones, and they're even. Just homing away. Okay. Yeah, I think I brown top white pants. I yeah, that I, now I, I, the more I look done. at the white yeah. and white, it looks like a German Lederhosen situation. So they yeah. really, well, that's kind of what the problem is here is that these just like are the old jerseys. But that's like, fine, right? Why? I mean, announce, no, if you're like announcing like ooh, new jerseys, then there's like actually no difference. Okay, I so feel like NF, NFL is trying to create jersey snobs, like almost almost similar i don't know to kind of the sneaker world where people get really specific and i think there's a couple but there's not like a community like if you roll up wearing a different brown jersey from 2017-14-03 and one of your browns fans friends gets snobby on you or oh you're wearing the 17 like that's that's not cool, like Jersey swag. That's like you suck. Yeah, I agree with you. I also think there's this weird thing going on where tweaks are allowed on jerseys. Like you're allowed to tweak a jersey and not make a brand new jersey. But these com- these teams keep putting the language of their announcement as like new jerseys. Yeah. And, and then people get mad at them. Those aren't new. You just tweak some things. Like, tweaks are allowed, but they're presenting it as if. I like them. I got no qualms with that. I mean, I guess there is, an, instead of Jersey snobs, there's people that really like to get, like, this year's Jersey or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, collectors. And, and when, 
when they tweak something like that, if they announced it as we're tweaking the jerseys, like people would freak out. They'll be like, oh, I brought my Baker Mayfield jersey, and now you tweak something, and it's not the jersey he wears on game day? How am I supposed to watch the game? Oh, yeah, but see, okay. But I also kind of love, like, oh, no, like when you, like, there's an expert out there. It's like, no, that's the 2006, but you can tell because the the brown stripe is a little wider. <laughs> like that. Ooh, that's interesting. I like that, like, that someone can be out there. It's how they do it with military uniforms. Whenever you post a random military flag or uniform, the, the historians are like, no, you see how the star is actually turned to the 50th degree that's actually from 1944 not 43 it's like i like that that shit exists the expert is kind of fun but the collector is screwed anyway you kind of slice it yeah and the i think re- it's the reason there, collectors exist like a common there's a common person thing here where if you you know if say it's your kid and you're only going to get them one jersey and it's you're begging that Baker Mayfield stays on the Browns for the next five years because you're not buying your kid another jersey because they're pretty fucking expensive. And then you tweak something like that. That's a shot to the dick. Yes, I was going to say the collector's parent probably the most annoyed by this. I got to spend another hundred bucks. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Fair. But those jerseys are fine. I like the Browns jerseys and I like the new ones. Go Browns. Go Browns. Uh, we have this home home run here. Yeah. Did you watch this? So uh, I didn't like, I don't know what everyone was saying about this, but I thought the fake crowd noise played well. Like I can see like, oh, that was cool. That didn't weird me out that much. And this, yeah, sh- we- this shot to the fans is kind of so tongue in cheek that it made me right. laugh. Like right. they're having fun with it. So I actually was a fan of everything in this video. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would love to get some of the players' reactions because, I mean, it's got to be weird rounding the bases on a walk-off and not seeing any of your fans do anything. Um, Like, you just see those, like, six cheerleaders that they're allowing in the games over there. But, yeah, the crowd noise, and and it's a good thing they're doing it over there because we, on Talking Baseball, I think Ploof said it first, but we we were all in agreement immediately. Sound noise. Um Whenever baseball, um, basketball is going to be interesting how they do it, but especially baseball. Um, yeah, they're going to need crowd crowd guys, and it's <laughs> are they going to have someone emceeing it? Is it a sound? Is it a crowd DJ? Like, what what is that title? But you kind of need it. Yeah, no, because Ploof said, like, you're going to need it. Like, guys aren't going to be able to play and actually, like, take it to the level of seriousness. Not that they won't be able to. But it will just be so much easier. You need the atmosphere. You need to build some sort of atmosphere. It'll be cool if if the Arizona League happens and say they're, well, A, that's going to be, well, I was thinking about the complexes with fields close together, um, just blaring cloud no- crowd noise. But it, it'll be funny if they have like 10 people that have to be crowd noise DJs and there's like two of them that are just awesome and you're watching the game and you're like like they throw a ball and you hear the like what the fuck um like they need like they need a ball sound noise for a just they need you know obviously a strikeout noise they need a disagree strike noise and there's gonna it, it could become an art form and it sounds like a weird book that you would read 10 years from now yeah I mean, it's the laugh box. Like I was telling you guys about that. The dude who like plays the the ha 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 guy and the he 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 guy for sitcoms. It was a guy that sat in the wings of the stage and 
had an accordion filled Frank. with laughs. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, the PGA announces that it's going to be back in June, which at first I was like, why would they even announce that? Why not just wait to see? But then golf, you can play golf while social distancing so easily. And especially if they're not going to have a crowd there. I mean, almost like really easy, right? To, it's stay six yeah, feet I mean, apart. The biggest- yeah, the biggest things are, I mean, some of the travel restrictions. What do those look like? And then it's because, I mean, you still have to have a lot of people on site. So, like, what are you considering a gathering? And it's it's just the planning of it and getting players there and getting the people that need to be there and doing it all safely. But, yeah, I mean, golf um, around the country, golf has been kind of open and kind of a escape. It's probably the thing I'm, I'm most jealous about of being in the city. Um, cause I've, I've got a lot of buddies that like every day they're just <laughs> heading out onto the course at when their day's done or at the start of their day. And it's like, yeah, I would, I would be doing that right now if central park was a golf course. Um, so have there yeah, ever been plans it's, it's to put exciting like a and, executive course in central park? I wonder. Probably. Um, I feel like one area I used to walk by had a little, what looks like at one point it could be a par three. Oh, there are golf courses they do in that. Central Park. If, if they do that, yeah. Um, it, it was closed off by the time I, I had moved here, and now I think they have, like, the hospital tents in that area. Oh, there was a but, plan um, in 2017 to do it. That'd be interesting. They've definitely done, like, a par three fun shot or something over there because I saw what looked very clearly like a, a mini golf hole over there before. But um, yeah, no, and it's, it's good. And it's it, like you're saying, if there's a sport that you could find minimum, minimum details that need to be figured out via Corona, it's, mm-hmm. it's the golf. So, yeah. So that's exciting. for And them. no, it's going to suck. And we'll get, we'll get in front of this early. So maybe some people can turn down the suck knob. But, like, there's going to be so many little things that happen. Like, uh, I'm trying to think maybe, well, A, caddies and golfers are going to be doing stuff together, and dumb people are going to probably be freaking out about that. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be, like, handshakes or, or something that happens or a pat on the back, and I feel like the Internet's going to – the bad people of the Internet are going to have a time with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe not, though. That's still, what, two months away, basically? Oh, yeah. People are having a bad time forever. Some people are going to be scared for, like, four years, you know? You have people saying, like, this is never oh. leave our lives ever, and, like, four years from now, you know? It's like, uh, it's like when they found that Japanese soldier in a cave um, in, like, the 70s who had been living alone since World War II because he was, or Vietnam, was it? I don't know. But he, he was hunkered down because he was so scared. And yeah. he came out and they're like, hey, we're friends now. You know, everything's good. We're good. And we're gonna, you're going to get some, some, some people, bunkers and shit. The next story is Jay Glazer's report, which I actually have a lot to say on this whole thing because. Say it, baby. Um, so Jay Glazer made, he made a big deal that he was going to report this, right? Oh, yeah. Like he was like, like a 24-hour warning, like. Hold on to your dicks. It's happening. Yeah. And, and then his report was that the first active NFL player test positive for coronavirus. So um, reporters are in too deep in the weeds 
And I remember I got dragged in. Someone tried to drag me into the weeds or, or tried to like push me into the weeds when Yankees MLB minor leaguer tested positive. I got a phone call and some text was like, you can break this, break this, be the first one. You know, this is huge. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you at all. I, I don't, Hey, that's like, I don't care about being the first to break news. And yeah, that's not a big story. Like everyone's going to get it. And, but you see, man, with Jay Glazer and with Heyman, saying, you know, on the death of Hank Steinbrenner, saying credit to Joel Sherman, he had the passing of Hank first. Like, reporters are in too deep yeah, with making their own, with their own society of reporters. And I don't think all of them are. But, like, we're getting a lot of weird insights into the brain of these people. To hype this report up, and get people excited. Like to say, be prepared. I'm doing something big is to hype it up. So, and then in turn, you're hyping up something terrible. You know what I mean? And yeah. also not news. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think the, the phrase you had there is just in too deep. Cause I think a lot of these people at this point are, are used to the system and links and clicks and everything. And these reporters like you said, and we, we've talked about it with our news stories and even our sports stories, which most of them have been bigger stories because everything else is about Corona, is that these people are just in too deep and they normally are reporting stuff. And now they're kind of not. And they're they're looking for clicks and retweets and likes. And so when when this comes into Jay Glazer's lap, like, what's he thinking? He's thinking like, oh, I the Rudy Gobert thing was so big in the NBA the NFL, the NFL doesn't have a face of COVID-19 yet. Um, and yeah, he, uh, it being off the deep end, he, to, to say I'm dropping big news in 24 hours and it's a guy got Corona, um, just a huge miss and being lost on the sauce. Just weird. It's like weird. And they've been like doing a normal off season. So people like there were a bunch of Odell Beckham trade rumors going around. It's like well, that would fit the billing of something Jay Glazer would be able to report that would be big news. At the same time, I guess in hindsight, like if he's gonna sit on this for 12, 24 hours, it can't be that big because then just like Schefter or Rappaport would have tweeted it because they're smart and would just tweet it when they have enough information yeah. to say it's real. Oh yeah, like the fact that no one. I guess I don't know what I thought it was going to be. Jay, like other people knew this, right? And they just didn't care. Because if someone wanted to step on his toes and be like, Jay's probably going to report this, they could have. But no one cared. Well, I think the other thing that BBD is saying, if something is so important enough to break it, you just break it. You, just... <laughs> you would never sit on it for 24 hours. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. The uh, whole thing is rather weird. And he, he like also had the, he came out and was like, it is a huge story and it's not transactional. It's like, oh, is NFL about to say they're delaying the start of the season or whatever? Because that would be a big deal to announce that right now when everything's been, yeah. they're not going to do that. In too deep. Some 41 story. Stupid. 
Yeah. The Heyman shit was... I mean... Jaw-dropping? Like... Holy fuck, is this guy not a human being anymore? I mean, it was, but it also wasn't, right? Like, end of the that, day, you're not shocked. Because <laughs> I, stopped, I, stopped, I stopped roasting Heyman on Twitter because it's not shocking anymore. Like, you know, that's who he is. I unfollowed him. I got over it. That one shocked me. Like, that was another level of, like, what the fuck? But that's not, that's the, you're not in the weeds anymore. If you were still in the weeds, you'd be like, yep, there's Heyman. <laughs> but you you removed yourself from the weeds, which Jay Glazer now needs to do. Yeah, no, I, I was never in the weeds. Heyman just, like, <laughs> usually he just does word salad and bad reporting. Yeah. But now he's, like, crediting someone for the, for the first to cover the passing. Like, that's beyond... Weird Heyman. That's a whole new level of like, dude, like change something about yourself. But if I told if I told you that a baseball reporter were to do it, I think you would have gotten it on the first guess. Yeah, or someone like really old, like Gammons. Just like out of touch. Gammons, you think Gammons would have put that uh, whole whole thing together? <laughs> but it's Heyman also, also not like Heyman not defended like Gammons, it. But it's like the second tweet in a thread which would have said but like at least it's not like the only thing you're tweeting right now he just tweeted as its own tweet like first report on his passing yeah yeah it was the whole thing was just so weird subhuman world right now subhuman not not anything good uh browns jay glazer that's everything we covered the sports we did it. We did it. We did it. Uh, BBD, what fruit are you giving us on our halftime grade? Uh, I'll give this one a clementine. Um, a lot of like small stories that that gave you a lot to work with, and I, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, oh. Are clementines I'm and cuties sure the same thing? Go, Is a so. cutie a brand of clementine? Yeah, right. I don't know. I feel like there's a bunch of those like little like not quite orange fruits that are technically all different, but they're all the same. Acuities are actually two varieties of mandarins, Clementine mandarins and Mercot mandarins, depending on the season. Interesting. I love those things. And like, what's a tangerine? Uh, I don't know what a tangerine is, but a mandarin is what the Clementine. Like I Googled tangerine and it looks like a Clementine. Yeah, and then and then also mandarins are the mandarin versus tangerines versus clementines. Wow, this is huge. It comes up on Google. Tangerines are a specific I mean, type of mandarin. They are bright orange color, slightly tougher skins, and their flavor is a little less sweet and more tart. Clementines are the smallest type of mandarin orange. They are easier to peel than tangerines, but not as easy easy as satsumas. Fuck. So I'm team uh, Clementine over Tangerine. Where do you stand on the Susumas? Yeah, that's a rabbit hole that I will dive into since we're in halftime. Satsuma is, um, geez. I don't know, man. (laughs) Crazy. I feel like the other citrus fruits can't even like all this. 
There's just too many things going on in this citrus world. There's a Wikipedia article call it, on it called Citrus Unshu. It's a citrus and easy peeling citrus species that hosts the Mandarin, Satsuma, Orange, Narchi, and Tangerine. So. Don't let your days go by tangerines. Life goes by under a tangerine sky. The Kings of Leon. It's actually Talahina sky, though. I changed it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just improv on the spot. Very quick brained. Six o'clock, time for the news. A projectile pooper pleads guilty for not staying home. Amy Schumer changed her son's name because it sounded like genital. It was Jean Attell. Police remind people to wear pants while checking the mail. And a pregnant, pregnant woman carjacks a news vehicle with Atlanta reporter still inside. Got some stories here for you, Jake. Classic stories, all of them. Yeah. Um, some good stuff. The projectile pooper. I don't even What does that mean? Well, projectile vomit is like when you vomit and it goes everywhere. So, I mean. <laughs> I know that. Um, tr- transitive property. I'm saying the poop goes everywhere. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, this is a long... Oh, my God. This is a long article. And at the end... I mean, okay. Can I show you something on the screen here? Sure. Look how long this article is. Here we are. Projectile pooper pleads guilty for not staying home, Mm. right? And then we got... A bunch of paragraphs. The incident. Deering wow. was arrested April 4th after shoplifting from Walmart for the second day in a row. According to the Waynesville Police Department incident reports on April 3rd, Deering took several items out of the store without paying. While she wasn't caught that day, officers were given a photo of her and she was she came back to the store the next day and shoplifted again. They were ready to make her arrest. According to the police report, Deering had been apprehended by loss prevention workers within the store. In the arrest report, the loss prevention employee noted that once in the loss prevention office, the female proceeded to to defecate on the floor because she could not hold it. Uh, Initially, she said her name was Tamika Brown of Pennsylvania. So, classic... Ask the teacher to go to the bathroom. They say no. You say, I'm going to pee my pants. They say, hold it. And then you pee your pants in spite of the teacher situation. Yeah. Oh, you you really want to do this dance. Yeah. Hope you like the smell. <laughs> she stole $238 worth of items. So, like, I mean, it's just a really long report. 
She then proceeded to pull the dress she was wearing up, exposed her body underneath, and again started projectile defecating all over the office. My God, again? Yeah, she did it twice. She shit and then shit again? It seems like it. Wait, hold on. She called an Uber driver to pick her up from the truck stop to take her to Walmart. Um, yeah, looks like she shit twice. I mean, that's... The officer backed up into the corner of the office to avoid the flying feces and called for backup. Man. Yeah. I, I, um, here's the deal. I get being put into a situation where you feel like you have to poop your pants. Oh yeah. If you think you're about to get caught for robbery and there's a way you could get out of it by shitting your pants, I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a card you want to play to go double poop. I mean, that's unheard of. How do you do it, you know? Did you did you pinch it off? Yeah, okay. It knowing you knowing that you're going to go to the well again? Yeah, I think that's the situation here, Jake. She, like, had to poop. She squeezes oh, out that first initial one, and then she stops herself, and she's like, see, this is what's going to happen if you don't let me go to the bathroom. I got more locked and loaded. And then they they didn't, and she was like, "Well, time to unleash." She just I mean, pulled, there's also a chance here that this loss prevention person is just soft, and they were going like per turd almost. <laughs> They're like per per release, if you will. Um, that's a tough that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. Uh, what do you got on Amy Schumer and her husband? They they named their son Gene. A tell, and then the commenters on the internet said, "You named your son Janital," like thinking she was doing it as a joke. You know, right? She's a comedian, and that's kind of in her wheelhouse if she was to do that as a joke, right? And apparently, <clears throat> according to the article, <clears throat> her mom even said, "Like, did you really name him Gina Gina Tell as a joke?" So she changed the name, I think, to Gene David, whatever the last name is. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Are people over her? I think people are over her a little bit. And I think more so it's kind of what you're saying. Like when everyone around you assumes it's for the, that you'd name your kid for a joke. I mean, I think that says something, Um, especially when the joke isn't, isn't a good one. Yeah, so she she's saying it, it wasn't a joke. Geez. They're saying they named him the middle name after Dave Attell because I guess they're friends. So they but they just name him Dave, which is what they did. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you ever seen that the compilations of the joke stealing from her? I mean, is is it Eugene or just Gene? Just Gene. Because, yeah, I mean, there's, if if it was Eugene. Well, it might be Eugene, but goes by Gene. I don't know. 
that's what I'm saying. And that's, that's where the boundaries of this come into play a little bit. Um, cause it's either, either way Schumer sucks on this. Cause if you named your kid Eugene Attell and you wanted to call your kid Gene and you like Dave Attell, then you say, no, it's not a fucking joke. I just named my kid that. Yeah. But if you named your kid Gene Attell and it sounds so much like genital that you went through the nine months of birthing a baby thinking of names and you knew this was a situation and then you're just going to double back. But it's also like you better like names aren't a joke, you know, no. you, you got to really think, okay, this is the name we like. Okay. How can it be used as ammo against our kid? And you got to go through that. Like that's a process of naming it. You know, what are the initials? My grandma's initials were B.O. She hated it. Barbara Orgates. Right. She would have to put her initials on the whiteboard when they ever, like, they divided the class up or something, and she would do B.O., and she got made fun of. Like, my nana didn't think of that. You got to think of all these things. Right. So, for her... ASS is a big one. Yeah. yeah. So, to have nine months and not ponder, hey, they might be calling him genital. Also, first time I've heard of Amy in the news in a long time, so... In a while. In a while. I don't know. Either way, she comes out looking dumb, which is tough. Whether it's on purpose not or correct. not on purpose, yeah. Police are reminding people to wear pants while checking the mailbox, and this seems... Why? Who cares? Like a quick walk. I guess there's a the, risk of indecent exposure, right? Like if you got your giblets hanging out or something. You, you can't be nude, but if people are doing it in like boxers... Yeah, but I mean, boxers, they got that little hole in the front, man. I mean, you have one slip up and you go to pedo, like, instantly. <laughs> so it's in Taney Town, Maryland, and the tweet or the Facebook post says, please remember, let me see if I can put this on screen for people. Um, it says, Please remember to put pants on before leaving the house to check your mailbox. You know who you are. This is your final warning. Mm. So that is awesome. So you're right, Jake. This isn't for the general public who may go out every now and then in just boxers or just kind of like pajama pants, pajama shorts and check the mail. This is specifically for one dude who's dick hanging in the breeze walking out. Yeah, old, okay. old man Taney is 84 years old, and his just balls are out. I mean, if I click on this Facebook post, are the comments going to out the dude? Well, the other angle that could be coming in here is that the Taney Town Police Department was bored, and they were like, hey, what would be a good viral tweet? And I think mm. they did a, a decent job. So either way, I'm kind of happy with it. Yeah. Ooh, a lot of... uh. Elmo Glick asked, was he wearing underwear? And Uncle Bob responded, why do you assume it was a he? So, good shit. Uh, someone on Facebook said, what about dresses? You know, are we being sexist here? And uh, Facebook remains hilariously awful. <laughs> mm. And, yeah, I, I kind of lean with you that this is um, a joke. From Tannytown. Yeah. Just getting some good, just some having some fun. Build, building up the PR. The police chief 
Because if this was like how they were actually doing their police work, that's bad. And that's not what it is. It's a joke. Yeah, the police chief's kid is 14 and doing an online school project that's like, you know, social media can do so much for your organization. And so the police chief's kid was like, did you know if you have a good social media? And the police chief was like, yeah, I knew that. Shut up. And then they went to the new guy on the police force and was like, new guy, we, we need to get our social media. Go get it. Go get it. Have at it. Yeah. And they won. They did great. Here we yeah. are talking about the Taney. You there? I'm here. Oh, cut out a second. Yes. I, 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 I'm not even mad about it. I think it's a joke and not real, but I also appreciate it. And it's a solid joke. Basic, straightforward. The next story we have, young Jake, is that a pregnant woman carjacked a news vehicle with the Atlanta reporter inside. And this to also seems like an inside job to me. I mean, Ooh. talk about an easy day at the office trying to report some on-the-field news and your car gets stolen. I mean, that is great. Job done. Camera. Look at the van. Look what this guy pulls out of the van. The camera to record the news. It's all right there. You know, this is some nightcrawler stuff. Hmm. I don't know. For me, this is tough because I I like putting myself in other people's shoes. Uh, I think I think that's a trait trade i i do maybe too much but i like it um and man one of the last people you want to carjack your car is a pregnant lady she gotta pee all the time no man you just there's no you, you can't fight with her oh yeah you can't like punch she's her holding life yeah it's true she's got the she's ultimate hostage life. yeah so the pregnant lady wins um like i mean that's i think like if you say you were in a carjacking and you're in the car or whatever, your mind immediately starts going movie mode and you're like, okay, how can I get out of here? Pregnant lady, I think I'm just like, well, let's see where we go. Well, so here's the story. The pregnant lady crashed into a security gate and then she got out of her car and went into the, like the nearest car, which was a news van, jumped in, started driving. The reporter, Iana Hughes, no way I said that name right, uh, was in the back seat running the, in the back seat of the van editing video. So police, uh, the, she told the female carjacker to stop, and when the carjacker kept driving, Hughes buckled her seatbelt up. Let's buckle up. At this point, police, who were on the scene after responding to the initial wreck, which I guess is what they were covering, then chase the stolen van. The suspect ended up crashing into a peach tree, crashing on peach tree circle in Ansley park. Police said she tried to jump out and run, but officers immediately took her into custody. Hughes, who police said is pregnant, wasn't hurt. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The news reporter was pregnant. I don't think so. A reporter identified as Iana Hughes was in the back seat. Hughes, who police said is, so is two pregnant women. 
the carjacker. Wow. So they could have bonded in, in there over the pregnancies. Maybe she just needed another pregnant woman to talk to. Wow. Wow. What a plot twist. Yeah. Both pregnant. They're probably going to name their daughters after each other. Become lifelong friends. That's probably, that, that'd be a good scene in a TV show or movie. It, it's either real silly or it's it's really serious, serious and, yeah. and whatever. Um, because I'm picturing it like, you know, desperate pregnant woman needs the vehicle. She carjacks it and she's, she's ready to use her pregnancy as her like weapon or whatever. And she's like, well, guess what? I'm a pregnant woman. And the scared lady in the back is like, so am I. So am I. And then she feels awful. And then they have to figure it out together. Yeah. Yeah. The, the carjacker is running away from her husband who, or her baby dad, who just, you know, someone that doesn't understand the plight of a pregnant woman. Sure. And the crazy emotions that come with it. So then the reporter's like, I get it. Yeah. I almost did blah, blah, blah yesterday. Let's drive, girl. Let's talk it out. And then the other other side of that, you have to go full, when I say full silly silly, I'm picturing like Sofia Vergara as the reporter. She's like, I am pregnant too. And it's like, hey, hey. Hey. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay, cool. So we wrote that script. Basically, it's the modern family scene. Whoever wants it. And they're both pregnant. The girl from Happy Gilmore and Sophia Vergara. I forget her name. Double uh, pregnancy's good. That just got Claire. everyone in here pretty good. Yeah. Father of the Bride. Don't see that shtick enough. Shtika. Father of the Bride 2, I should say. Double pregnancy. Deuce. That's the end of the news. Almost the end of the show. Do you want to do better the day? Well, Uh, the last bet was, I think you didn't do it. I think we played the music and you didn't do it, which we may be doing again today. Got anything? Oh I mean, we can get God, in on the, the CPBL, CPBL, BA. I mean, that's what I'm trying to look up right now, but I yeah. can't find it. If someone can find me odds, um, otherwise I'm going to be back in my eSports. Looks like we got some eSoccer later. God. Plus 180. Um, I mean, I think I've got my bet. Okay. Hey oh. So okay, maybe what we have here is exciting times. Actual soccer players playing with their teams, kinda like we have in the NBA and they're okay. doing FIFA. Huge. I think. He thinks. Um, it looks like here I've got I've got Fabio Silva playing as Porto. Serge Aurier playing as Tottenham Hotspur. And the money's on Porto with Fabio Silva. But I've always been a Tottenham Tottenham guy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I just think they need to park the bus, play good defense, and then, you know, just get one wounder strike. And I, I'm on the hot spur. Yeah. I uh I mean I mean you're all over it, Jake, and I I don't say that lightly, because I'll disagree with you when I need to. Oh, I know it. But he's smart. But I mean, as hot spurs from the start. BBD, I'll text you the names. Tottenham. Tottenham Yeah, it's going to be a blowout. Everyone use hand sanitizer, wear masks, stay inside, be safe, and we'll see you. Not tomorrow, I don't think. Maybe. We'll figure it out. Maybe. There's maybe. Definitely not a zero chance of a to show tomorrow, but a maybe. There will be on this YouTube channel. There will be an episode of watching Guts, Nickelodeon's Guts, Guts tomorrow. So subscribe to the channel and then tell all your friends to subscribe because there's not enough subscribers on this channel. So we appreciate and, it. And tell your parents to subscribe and send their best back remedies. Yes, back remedies are needed. Goodbye.